Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. It is radio show. Good to have you here. That's our bumper song that we play every Sunday night to start the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast, which is a live radio broadcast on a real AM station in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's where I live. 
Pastor Bob Simons is my name. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. And we've been doing this for like 20, hmm, 23 years just about. Is that right? I think so. 20, 23 years coming up in December. 23 years on the radio every, I would say, 99.5% of every Sunday and Saturday night. It used to be Saturday nights that we were on. This is a oldies rock and roll station and sports station, so we had to change from Saturday night to Sunday night because we were being preempted by ball games. And so we moved it to Sunday night, I don't know how long ago, a long time ago. But we are um, just love doing this. And hopefully that it's filling a need and meeting a need and, and reaching out with the gospel, which is certainly tonight something that I'm going to touch on. The broadcast tonight is going to be somewhat hard-hitting, so I'm warning you now, if um, if you are, um, you know, I want you to stay tuned, but it's going to be somewhat hard-hitting. The uh, We had a great service today in Dickinson, I heard, but I wasn't there. What happened was the pastor from our Beulah Church and I switched places. I drove to Beulah and preached there this morning, and he drove to Dickinson and preached here. And boy, did I hear some good things about the service here in Dickinson. And and I got there just as it was getting out, and and uh, looked like a lot of visitors there. Um, and and I heard I heard about what he spoke about, and people were really touched by it. Really made a lot of sense. And so I think it was definitely of God. I I was praying the other day, just I think Saturday morning or Friday, and that little thought dropped in my head that I should switch places with the pastor in Beulah and have him preach in Dickinson, and I would preach up there. And so that's what we did, and um, it worked out really well, and we'll probably do that again someday. Uh, I, I love the people in Beulah, the church there. Most of them are on my prayer list, which is interesting, but... But uh, we uh, we consider us we consider our church part of their church. They're like a sister church to us in Beulah. We have churches around the area. We have uh, Bowman, Beulah, Beach. Uh, those are churches that are around our area that um, we have been somewhat instrumental in seeing those churches start. So we're excited about that. We uh, in fact we were just talking about maybe some of these smaller churches having a once a month. Sunday night service and that we would try to encourage everybody from the area to go. And so we're going to kind of work on that. Uh, that's kind of in the beginning stages. Brother Conroy, Joseph Conroy, he was excited about it. He He's a member of that church in Beulah, and uh, what a neat guy he is. Oh, people listening tonight, you can text me 701-290-7862. I'm sad my mom's not listening tonight. Of course, she passed away a few weeks ago, and she was a faithful listener um, I always that that makes me sad to 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 think my mom's not listening. But we do have a lot of faithful listeners listening. We have uh, Brother Griffith listening tonight in Great Falls, Montana. We have the Lunas listening tonight down in Breckenridge, Wapaton. We have uh, Yvonne and Marin listening tonight, and in Bowman, North Dakota, we've got Jody listening and and uh, Harvey with all the kids, James and Jody. With all the kids, we have uh, um, we have Jason listening from New Raddick. He's listening tonight, and I, I am, I'm encouraged by his little text. Tell it like it is, Pastor. I love that. 
and I'll I'll try to tonight. I'm I'm I've got something kind of just um it's it's not it's going to be simple, but it's uh there's three parts to it. I'm not going to be singing on my guitar or anything. I might play a song or two to catch my breath, but I want to get right into it. We've just just hot off the text press. We have Sierra, Abe, Cassidy, and Oren listening. How's Oren? Is Oren getting anything out of it yet? We've got those are some people I love. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I may not give a shout-out to everybody, but but if you're Tim in North Carolina, he just came in. Miranda out in New England, North Dakota. Uh, the, those are just popping in on my phone. These are faithful listeners and some that go to our church here in Dickinson. I want to uh, talk about the word in the Bible tonight, the word manifest or manifested. It's a, a word that I think uh, that most of us would probably <clears throat> know how to explain, especially if you know your Bible. If you don't know your Bible, you probably, if you're a good English person, you may still know how what it means. But the word manifest simply means, uh, it's a Greek word of phanero, uh, it means to make known or to render apparent. So when something is made manifest, that means that if you didn't know it before, now it's made known. Like it's manifest. Like let's say that somebody was a really bad person and uh, and you didn't know it, but they did something or you heard something that lets you know, oh, I see, they're, they're, they really were lying to me. Made manifest. Uh, we're going to talk about some things that were made manifest in the Bible tonight. Yeah, let me start in First John chapter two nineteen. I want to talk about four different things, and so um, and and they all center around the word manifest or manifested. First John chapter two and verse nineteen, it says this: They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Now that that's a kind of fun to read, but maybe a little hard to understand. But John was saying that there were people that left the apostles. They didn't stay with the apostles. And the way it was known that they didn't believe what the apostles believed is they wouldn't stay with the apostles. They started their own thing. They broke away. They uh, they didn't stick with the churches that the apostles started. Uh, in the new NLT, it simply says it this way, and it's certainly easy to understand. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that, that, that they did not belong with us. And so, here again, the word manifest is to prove, like it shows. And and so we read in First John, and I'm going to be kind of preaching or, or doing my radio show on First John tonight, because I'm going to zero in on a four different words that have to do with manifest. But first of all, number one, that the true disciples of Jesus are made manifest by their doctrine, their teaching that they believe and teach. If it's the same as the apostles, what they believed and taught, not by what people, what morphed into, like like creeds that were called the apostles' doctrine that weren't the apostles' doctrine, 
The apostles' doctrine is easily found and understood in the Bible in the New Testament. It's it's easy. Uh, in fact, I'll mention just in part one here a few verses that talk about the apostles' doctrine. But let me read it again in 1 John 2.19 in the NLT. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. People ask the question, why are there so many different Christian denominations? Well, I'll tell you why. Because people that don't want to believe the New Testament teachings or just believe part of those teachings will start their own denominations, but they won't do the whole thing. One of the models models of the United Pentecostal Church is the whole gospel to the whole world, and I like that motto. I like it. In other words, we don't want to have bits and pieces of the gospel, and we don't want to just zero in on one culture, but it's the whole gospel to the whole world. You know, in 1 John chapter 4 and 6, now here, here, number one, we're talking about that the true disciples of Jesus are made manifest by their doctrine, by their teaching. 1 John 4, 6, John says, we are of God. He's talking about the apostles and the people back then that believed that. He said, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, if I was to say this about myself, you guys would all shut off the radio, and you probably should. If I said what John said, John said that we can tell the people who are right and the people who are wrong by those who agree or disagree with us. (laughs) That's what he said. But remember, John was one of the disciples that Jesus gave the authority to set the church up with. These 11, and then they chose another one after Judas went bad and killed himself. They chose another disciple, and so there were 12 disciples, and Jesus gave them the authority and and the words to to set up the first church, which is the church, the apostolic church, the church that believes what the church in the book of Acts believed and taught. That's why we moved to Dickinson, because we believe that. We don't... I, one time I was at a funeral here in this area, and it was in a very old, established church that traces their roots back until to about the 6th or 7th century. As I was going through the buffet line at the funeral, this lady said, I told her, she asked who I was, I told her, she goes, how old is your church? And I knew what she was getting at, because she was being kind of snotty, and I said, well, we trace our roots back to the day of Pentecost. I said, how old is your church? See, they trace their roots back to maybe a creed in the 6th century. You know, it's important that we understand, uh, here again, what did the apostles believe? What did they teach? And if you don't know that, and you call yourself a believer, I'm going to challenge you that to know if something's counterfeit, you, it doesn't do you any good to study the counterfeit. You need to find out what the real original dollar bill looks like if you're going to figure out what a counterfeit is. The people that work for for the for the um, FBI and uh, these agencies that try to stop counterfeiting, they don't study counterfeits. 
They study the real one. They know where the watermarks are. They know what the paper feels like. You see, we, it, it, it is, what is that word? It behooves us, if we care about truth, to find out what it is. That's why in Galatians chapter 1 and 8, it said, Paul said, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As I said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. But to know what that means, you've got to find out what is the gospel that Paul preached. What did they tell people in the in the Bible how to be saved? We can read it in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. On the birthday of the church, on the day of Pentecost, people asked Peter and the rest of the disciples a direct question. They said, men and brethren, what must we do? This question was in response to Peter telling them that it was them that put Jesus on the cross and if you think it was just them, you're wrong because it was all of us. It was our sin that put Jesus on the cross. And when they believed this, they asked Peter and the rest of the disciples, men and brethren, what shall we do? Acts 2.37. Acts 2.38, Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the first place in the New Testament church that it is told exactly what we need to do to be saved and this is a this is a sign this is a this is a uh this is what they believed and churches that believe that today are made manifest by what they preach and teach so number 1 we've got to make sure that we're in a church that preaches and teaches the original plan of salvation, the one that Peter or Paul said that if anybody comes back preaching a different one, you know, let him be accursed. Even if it's an angel, he said. Even if it's me coming back and preaching something different, Paul said. Don't listen to me. That's what Jude said in his letter in, in verse 3 of Jude. Beloved, he said, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, in other words, they all believe this. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once, not twice, not thrice, not ongoing, not ongoing revelation, but it was once delivered unto the saints. The Old Testament was revealed in the New Testament, but the New Testament is the revelation that we're living in today. There's no new revelation coming. The New Testament is the revelation for 2022. So, number one, the truth is made manifest in the doctrine. The true believers are made manifest in the doctrine. You know, this, this, um, you know, and, and this isn't all where I'm going tonight, but but I want everyone to know in Radio Land and those that are listening on the internet that I'm glad that we have Holy Ghost Radio listeners listening. I'm glad that we have people on the internet listening that believe this apostolic truth. But I want you to know that this radio show, I'm reaching out for people that don't know anything about this. 
you know, I, when I was 20 years old, I was exposed to this message. I had no family members in this. Uh, there's a lady listening to me right now. Patty, you went, we went to high school together, but I didn't know you. You, you know, I went to high school with some apostolic people, but I didn't know them. And I was 20 years old and I was exposed to this Acts 238 message. And that was 44 years ago. And that changed my life. That, that changed my life. October 25th, 20, or 44 years ago was the first time God ever spoke to me. And on November 2nd, 44 years ago, I was baptized in the name of Jesus. And that changed my life and changed my family's life. It changed the direction of my life. And even though my wife didn't know anything about Pentecostal, apostolic, we had no idea what it meant. But when we saw this Acts 2.38 message, we began to measure every church by it. And that's why these verses mean so much to me when John said in 1 John 2.19, they went out from us. Let me read it in the NLT. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. These, there are whole church movements that have not stayed with the Apostles' Doctrine. So number one, boy, i got a lot of stuff to do here tonight. Boy, there's a lot of people texting me. This is neat. Um, you know, but number one, made manifest by the teaching. Made manifest by the teaching. Let me... Uh, let me just play a little portion of a song here and uh, get to number two right afterwards. I'm going to read some of these texts. Um, looks like some texts from people that I haven't received texts from before. But anyway, this is the Tell It Like It Is show. If you want to talk to me or if you want to text me, 701-290-7862. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Serve Him now, don't wait till later on. Remember the One who gave His life for you. Give Him your youth before it's gone. Give him your youth before it's gone Brother, you're a good man With your best years yet to spin Sister, your love is pure and true Don't throw it away Don't you waste it all in sin that would be the worst thing you could do That would be the worst thing you could do Youth is restless, hard to hold 
youth does not like to be told. Wasted youth will steal away and leave a debt. Old age must pay. Youth is fragile. Youth is strong, and growing up can seem so long. But wasted years—they take their toll on your body and on your soul. So remember your Creator. In the days of your youth, serve him now. Don't wait till later on. Remember the one who gave his life for you. Give him your youth before it's gone. Give him your youth. Before it's gone, before it's gone, before it's gone, before it's gone, before it's gone. Give him the best before it's gone. It's an old Lance Appleton song. A lot of people texting tonight. Good to have you listening. Did I mention Lori out in Southheart listening tonight? Brother Johnson's listening. Mark and Patty and Harvey are listening. Luke and Becky and Jean are listening. Jackie's listening. We've got, um, let's see, uh, we've got, let's see, uh, we've got people sleeping listening, or they were listening, and I fell asleep. We've got uh, <laughs> Jody's kids that have fell asleep listening. Well, I must have the... It must be the peace of God, right? Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. Some people are were requesting that I sing, but can't, didn't bring my guitar. Don't think I'll take time. Talking about things that are made manifest. And we talked about that it's made manifest whether you agree with the apostles' doctrine or not. That's made manifest. It's made, there are two, let me get to 1 John. These are things that are made manifest, and they're all found in 1 John. It says in 1 John 3 and 7, this is interesting verses. It says, little children, oh yeah, Sister Beth is listening, and she said her mom could tell the difference when she was baptized in Jesus' name that she had changed. That's interesting. I'm going to get to that right now. 1 John 3, 7, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. There's that word manifested again. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Now verse 10 is what I want you to pay attention to. First John 3 and 10. In this the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doth not doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. 
In a different version, 1 John 3.10, it says, In this way it is clear who are the children of God and who are the children of the evil one. Anyone who does not do righteousness or who has no love for his brother is not a child of God. And so, step one, if you, you, we, if you are the children of God, or if people are the children of God, they will be manifest by do they believe what the apostles believed? Step two is do they do righteousness? Now what's interesting about these verses is that I'm, I'm going to, the reason I said this is hard-hitting, this isn't hard-hitting for some of you because you agree with this 100%, but there are religious people out there that think it is judgmental for, for somebody like John to say, this is how we can know whether you're the children of God or the children of the devil. By do you do what's right and do you love your brother? They think that's being judgmental. But the only way we can see if there's been a change on the inside of a person is to see if there's been a change on the outside of the person. Can a child of God's life prove if they are right with God or that they're not right with God? Well, I'm going to tell you, yes, yes, yes. Because man cannot see the heart, all we can see is the outside. And so, no, I'm not talking about somebody having a bad day and judging them because of that. I'm not talking about a mom getting frustrated and yelling at her kids and feeling bad later, and, oh, she must not be a child of God. No, all moms have gotten frustrated with their kids. All dads have gotten frustrated with their kids. All all spouses have got frustrated with each other. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about if you don't do what's right, if you, if you make a mistake and you come back and apologize and repent, of course. But if you are living a life that's not right, then you're not right. <clears throat> and everybody knows. Everybody that knows you knows. Let me say it again. The only way we can see if there's been a change on the inside of a person is to see if there's been a change on the outside of a person. A child of God's life will prove whether they're of God or of the devil. Isn't that what it said? In this the children of God are manifest or made known, and the children of the devil? Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither is he that loveth not his brother. Is that judgmental? Is that scripture judgmental? Should we call the American Bible Society and see if they could take it out? Because that flies in the face of a lot of people's beliefs. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Well, the Bible said judgment begins at the house of God. We should be saying, judge me, judge me, judge me. I don't want to wait till the great white throne judgment to find out I wasn't right. The love of God is judgment. Ooh, I didn't hear any amens on that one. Is that verse being judgmental? In this way, it's clear who are the children of God and who are the children of the evil one. Anyone who does not do righteousness or has no love for his brother is not a child of God. Are are these verses judgmental? Matthew 7, 16 through 20. 
Jesus said, you shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. He says it again. Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. He's not saying God shall know them. He's saying you shall know them. When I teach my new converts class, my discipleship class, <coughs> Matthew seven sixteen, I say there's three types of fruits mentioned there. Most people can see two, good fruit, evil fruit. But Jesus said, <coughs> every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. So the three types of fruit that are mentioned there are good fruit, evil fruit, and no fruit. And that's what 1 John 3.10 says. It doesn't say, he that doeth evil is a child of the devil. But it says, he that doeth not righteousness is a child of the devil. Now let that sink in. It's not necessarily what you do but it could also be what you are not doing that causes you to be not right with God. My pastor, Pastor David Walters, used to say that sin is any act, thought, or omission contrary to the nature and to the will of God. Any act, thought, or omission contrary to the nature and to the will of God or to the Word of God. That word omission, that's exactly what John's talking about. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness. Now there are several lists in the New Testament of sin, like, you know, lists where they're kind of all put together. There's several. I've, I've got two of them here before me. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11, through 11, Know ye not, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, that's homosexuality, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God, and such were some of you, but you are washed, thank God, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. I added that thank God part, by the way. Um, so here's a list of things that you better not be doing because you're not going to get to go to heaven if you do them. Okay, now, it's interesting. The list in Galatians chapter 5 is similar, but let me read that list to you. Galatians 5.19. It says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. In other words, if I didn't cover them all, there are things like that. Of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So we see that you can be evil by what you do, but notice this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance. 
against such there is as there is no law. So could it be a sin, not only if you do sinful things, but is it also sinful not to do good things? Well, if you're not growing the fruit of the Spirit, that would be the sin of omission. One of the cutest things I've heard recently was uh, there's a little boy in our Jamestown church, and his parents are very dear to me. His, this little boy's name is Silas. Silas is in Bible quiz, and he has memorized a lot of the Scripture, and he memorized the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, and temperance. Well, Pastor Woods, at the men's Bible study, I think a week ago or so, asked Silas. Now, Silas has got four sisters. He's the only boy, out of, and there's four sisters, so there's five kids. Silas is the only boy. That's important to what I'm going to say next. <laughs> because Pastor Woods had Silas quote the verse that said the fruit of the Spirit, and he asked Silas, do you have all of the fruits of the Spirit? And Silas thought about it, and he said, I don't have peace. <laughs> I'm wondering if he said that because he's got four sisters. I think that's funny. But anyway, I thought that was so cute. He said, I don't have peace. I don't know if his parents are listening tonight, but I just thought that was so cute. But it's not who's doing evil that we can tell who's of God and who's not. But it says, whosoever doeth not righteousness. To not live the fruit of the Spirit, is that also a sin? See, it's one thing to do wrong. There might be somebody listening to me out there, Pastor Bob, I'm a good person. I, I never killed nobody. I, I don't cheat on my wife. I don't cheat on my girl. I'm, I, I, I don't lie. I tell the truth. I'm not a, I'm not a bad person. But are you a good person? You know, maybe you don't have a lot of evil fruit in your own humble opinion, but maybe you don't have any fruit. Jesus said, Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down, cast into the fire. John, John said, Anyone who does not do righteousness is not a child of God. You see, it's not necessarily that you're evil, but it is that you're not doing what's right. You know, that's, I don't know, I think it's kind of profound. I mean, it's kind of simple. It's not like you never thought about it before. Let me play a portion of a song. Text me tonight, 701. My texting's kind of got quiet a little bit. 701-290-7862. I don't know if I'll play this whole song. It's called Blind Lead the Blind.
in the name of Jesus and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hey, thanks for everybody listening tonight. I've got a few minutes left. Um, Tell it like it is radio show with Pastor Bob, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. We're talking about things that are made manifest. 
Number one, a church will be made manifest by the doctrine it teaches. A child of God, number two, will be made manifest by whether he does what's right or not. According to God, of course. Number three, according to John, 1 John 3.10, in this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness, is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Let me just talk about loveth not our brother for a little bit. Whether you are a child of God or whether you're not is going to be made known by not by if you hate your brother or not, but it's going to be made known by whether you love your brother or not. This verse, it shows that even a difference, farther, further difference between the children of God and the children of Satan, namely, Brotherly love. It doesn't say he that hateth his brother is a child of the devil. But it says he that loveth not his brother. And it's so it's what it's saying is not only those that hate and have malice against their brother, but the want of brotherly love towards each other is the mark and sign of not being a child of God of the devil. Now, I realize that there are people in this world that can, are, are hard to love. I, I realize that. I hope I'm not one of them. I, I realize that. But he that doesn't love others, and especially his brothers and sisters in Christ, is not a child of God. He's no lover of God. For he that cannot love God's image or the body of Christ is not, he doesn't love God himself. So these things are made manifest, not necessarily the ones that do evil and hate their brothers and sisters, but it's the ones that don't do righteousness and don't love their brothers and sisters. This this is why when my pastor used to teach that sin is any act or thought or omission contrary to the Word of God or to the nature and to the will of God. That word omission means, like, you know, I can hear somebody saying right now, well, Pastor Bob, I sure don't hate nobody. You see, but that's not what he's saying. If you refuse to love people, you're not a child of God. we got to be careful that we don't let hatred get into our heart. That's true. But we also have to be careful that we just don't let hardness get into our heart. And there is a difference. There is a difference. You don't, to not love somebody doesn't mean that you hate them. But it says if we don't love our brothers, and of course in this case brothers means brothers and sisters, then we're not children of God. Maybe that person that's hard to love is just God's blessing to us so we can work on this area. Because there are people that are hard to love. I understand that. 
And we shouldn't be that person. We shouldn't try to be that person. There's a person I'm thinking of right now. They don't live in Bismarck, so nobody can, or in Dickinson, I'm sorry. They don't live in Dickinson. Nobody can guess who they are. <clears throat> but this person is so grouchy. I know this person. They are so grouchy that they are hard to be kind to. But there's a stubbornness inside of me that when I see them and I see their grouchiness, that I work twice twice as hard to try to be nice to them. Maybe I'm just trying to make a point. I don't know. But they're grouchy. And I'm not saying we should be grouchy. But if you don't love your brother or sister, you're not a child of God. If you don't do righteousness... You're not a child of God. And and let me just, I, I'm building a lot of this on on the word manifest tonight, which means to be made known. You know, it's it's a, it, it, it doesn't matter if I knew the Greek word or not, but it's it's a Greek word, phanero. It means to make, be made apparent, to make known, like something that possibly is hidden, but now it's it's showing. Like, like uh, I've got a granddaughter or a, a girl that married my grandson, that for the longest time didn't even look pregnant, but she sure does now. She's showing now. She's she's showing. You know she's pregnant now. For the first five, six months of her pregnancy, nobody would have known she was pregnant. So, But she's showing, and this is what the word manifest means. It means to show, to be known. And And he said, in this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither is he that loveth not his brother. If you don't love your brother and sister, you are going to struggle serving God. That's why it's important we don't talk evil of our brother and sister. Because we don't need any help in this area. As far as, you know, we struggle. All of us struggle. There are people that make us upset. There are people maybe that have mistreated you or said bad things about you, or maybe you're like, you know what, I don't want to have anything to do with them anymore. Well, um, I, I don't know what to say. You know, some people think Pentecostals like me, like these holiness Pentecostals, they think, you know, when I talk about, hey, you can't wear jewelry and you got to dress modestly and you girls and men can't, girls and Boys, men, and women can't dress the same. You know, they think, oh, man, that's hard preaching. You know, start talking about television and Hollywood and how we shouldn't have anything to do with those things, drinking and smoking and and uh, and drugs and, and uh, lying. And, oh, that's hard preaching, Pastor Bob. I'll tell you what's hard preaching. It's preaching that we've got to love our brother and sister, even the grouchy ones. That's hard preaching. That I'm not joking. I'm laughing, but I'm not. I'm not joking. I'll tell you, the hardest thing in the world is to love somebody that mistreats you, or you perceive to have mistreated you. Which sometimes you just got. You're just too. You know, you're you're too. Um, you know, feelings are too tender. You know, sometimes people aren't even trying to hurt you, and they hurt you. But what about when they are grouchy? What about when they are? What about when somebody does say a some kind of gossip about you. The Bible says, he that loveth not his brother is not a child of God. 
and that will be made known. You say, oh, you're being so judgmental. No, I can tell when people don't like somebody just by listening to what they say. I know. You could tell if I didn't like somebody by listening to what I say. That's not judgmental. That's being made manifest. It shows. People that love people, it shows. People that don't love people, it shows. One of the things that's going on nowadays that's stopping people from loving people is just plain old selfishness. You know, we just are so more worried about ourselves, and because of that, we don't have time to love other people. Maybe you don't hate people, but you're cert- not, certainly not loving them when you're selfish. <coughs> you know, this old-time religion, that song said, makes me love everybody. <coughs> makes me love everybody. Give me that old-time religion. Makes me love everybody. You know what? We need to pray until it does make us love everybody. You know, this this is hard preaching, folks. I told you this was going to be hard-hitting tonight. You know, the, the, the things that make the people of God manifest are, number one, are they preaching the right doctrine? Number two, do they do what's right? That's what the word righteousness means. It means to do right. Some people say, oh, you know, we're not into righteousness in our church. We're into mercy. Well, then you're not into the Bible. Because I'm into mercy, too. When people haven't been doing right, they certainly can come back and repent. But once we repent, we've got to do right. And doing right doesn't mean just stopping doing evil. I hope I proved that to you tonight by the Scripture. Doing right means to do what's right. It's not just to stop doing what's evil. It's not just to take your list and say, well, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm, you know, I got, I check, 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 check. You know, I don't watch movies. I don't have TVs. You know, I dress right. You know, I don't swear. I don't drink. I don't smoke. You know, like Pastor Walters used to say when he was a young man, there was a, there was a saying, I don't drink and I don't chew and I don't go with the girls that do. Well, there's more to being righteous than that. And I hope I've proved that to you. Because being righteous means to do what's right, too, not just to stop doing what's wrong. I I feel like this is getting through to somebody tonight. I, I, I feel like, you know, there is a pride that comes to us when we're not, <clears throat> when we think, well, I'm not so bad. But are we so good? <laughs> like, and I know we can all improve. Pastor Bob, I'm, you know, it's not like I'm the expert on this, like I know all this and I, <clears throat> I'm just this perfect guy out here. I'm not saying that. I mean, people that know me could say, well, you know, you could improve too. Well, of course I can. And I, and I should, and I will. You know, give me a chance. <clears throat> I'll give you one too. Pardon my dust. But we've got to do right, and we can't just stop hating people. We got to start loving people. You know, today I saw somebody, and I'll I'll leave it as vague as I can. But there was a hardness in their eyes that really scared me. There was a hardness that really bothered me. You see, you might not hate somebody, 
But there's a hardness that can happen to us if we're not careful. There's a standoffishness. There's a, there's a, just a, it, it, I, I can only call it a hardness towards other. Sometimes if you've been hurt enough, you'll start putting up walls to protect yourself. But those same walls that protect you are the same walls that stop you from loving other people. Those walls of protection, you know, like, I'm not going to be hurt anymore, Pastor Bob. Well, sometimes those walls turn into a prison. There is a freedom in loving everybody. There's a freedom in it. God wants us to have it. I'm running out of time tonight. Let me tell you one more area of manifest in 1 John. The doctrine of Christ, the the apostles' doctrine is manifest. Whether we do righteousness or not is made manifest. Whether we love our brother or not is made manifest. And in 1 John 4 and 9, I love to end this program with this. It says, in this was manifested the love of God toward us. 1 John 4, 9. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but he loved us. And he sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins, to be the sacrifice, to be the stand-in, to take the pay the price that was manifested the love of God God didn't just say I loved you but Jesus Christ came into this world and died for us for God so loved the world how do we know it that he gave his only begotten son God so loved the world that he gave you see All of these things have to do with the word manifested. They're all made known. I'm not being judgmental to say that I know that God loves us because he made a way for us to go to heaven. I know that God loves us. Well, it it may seem like I covered a lot of ground tonight, and I think I really did. I I really think I did. Um, I said a lot of things. I... I, um, all of this, you know, it's simple stuff, but it just came to me in my office just a few minutes ago before the radio show as I started to look at First John and the word manifest, and that's how I came up with all this tonight. You know, I, I, I came up with this because it's made known. It's shown. Like, if I am struggling in any area, I can still show myself and I can show the devil and I can show God that I'm going to do what I know to do that's right, and I'm, and I'm not going to let anything stop me. If you start doing righteousness and you start showing love towards others, I believe the feelings will come back if you're, if you're losing the feeling. I really do believe that. Well, I don't know where to quit. But I'm going to quit right here, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show. Lord willing, I'll be with you again next Sunday night. This number I've been giving out through the show, 701-290-7862. You can contact me and try to 
If you live in the area of Dickinson, North Dakota, I'll line you up with a good church. If you live somewhere else, I'll try to do the same. Lord Jesus, I pray for our listening audience tonight. I pray, God, that you'll help us, Lord, to know that there are people that we can know, that they know the truth. There are people that we know that are living the truth, God, and we know that you loved us because of what you did for us. And I just pray tonight, God, for each one that's listening, God, that you'll help us in whatever area, God, whatever area this program touched tonight. I pray in the name of Jesus. God bless, and looking forward to our time next week when we come back. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.